What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 21 of the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. And I'm here with my boy, Juan Morell. Juan, why don't you say what's up, brother? What's up, everybody? Now it's a party. <laughs> now it's a party, that's right. Um, so I wanted to have you on for a little while. And I'm just trying to kind of go through everybody. There's so many people I want to talk to, but you just did the Olympia. I didn't want to bother you while you're dieting and everything. So now you're here. How are you feeling now after the out? I feel good. I'm getting ready for um, South Korea, which is in th- two weeks and like four days. So I'm doing that show because um, things didn't go as planned for the Olympia. Um, so I want to go over there and present what I wanted to bring to the Olympia. So, um, you know, I was like, all right, you know, let's, uh, let's not shut it down and actually get back on stage. So, yeah. You don't uh, – I want to talk about the Olympia for a bit, but I want to ask you, you don't seem to have a problem – like competing over and over again, eh? You don't seem to wear out. No, nah, I love it, man. To be honest, yeah. I'd rather be in, um, I was actually having a conversation with somebody at the gym today with a rush. Um, I'd rather be competing. Like, I like it. Like, when I'm off season, I feel sluggish. I feel tired. I, 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 my strength actually goes down. When I'm competing and I'm in the prep mode, I'm actually stronger. I got yeah. more energy. My body likes to be like that. I'm, you know, I'm a natural ectomorph, so yeah. my body likes being lean. It's just easier for me to function i feel better when i'm i feel better when i'm dieting too and my strength actually gets better but um do you don't you ever feel like your body gets tired from competing over and over again i feel good no really eh? so what did you how many shows did you do this year you did new uh, york I, I didn't do that many compared to what i normally do this this will be my fourth show i mean i did new york i did brazil new york and i did olympia and then um and now i'm gonna do south korea and you know so How'd you do this year? You did well the first two shows, right? I won the first two shows at the Olympia, not so well. I, you know, we could get into that whenever you want to. Uh, you know, um, I I definitely came in too flat, too small. You know. So, so. Tell, yeah, let's talk about that. What happened? Because I saw you come out, and immediately my first impression was he's not as full as those pictures that he took in the fucking mirror. Well, I wasn't full in those pictures in the mirror either. It was just <laughs> I was by myself. Um, <laughs> I knew I was flat. I just um all right, so I'm gonna give everybody a little bit of the breakdown of of me, Juan Diesel. You know, I usually call up for a week. Usually a lot of people know that. Like I I always said it, you know, anybody who follows me, I always tell them usually I don't deplete, I call up for a week. Okay, wait, I gotta I'm gonna interrupt you along the way because people wanna know what that means. So most people carb up like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they deplete first. Yeah. So you don't you don't you don't do any well, kind of depletion? Part, the Saturday before, I'll do like maybe a, a thousand grams of carbs, and then I'll, then after that, I'll 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 start normally like maybe 500, 500, 500, 500. Then Wednesday, I might go up to either six or eight hundred. Then then Thursday and Friday might be like a thousand, twelve hundred. Then Friday might be twelve hundred, depending on how. Holy I- shit! Okay, wait a minute. I got I got way more questions now. So. What okay before the first thousand on the Saturday before? Are you depleting that week or no? Like two when you're two weeks I, out. I, I'll do Monday to Friday. I'll deplete. So I'll kind of like how and, hard? And, how hard are you? De- how hard are you depleting? Like how many grams? Two hundred grams of carbs. That okay. might that's depleting for me. Maybe yeah. two hundred. Maybe three hundred. Depends what's what what you know what's depleting me at the moment. You know. Okay. So. so then how? I mean, obviously it's genetic, but how are you able to eat? that many grams of carbs for that many days and not spill over because that's my body just soaks it up. And I just, it's like, 
I don't, it's weird. You have to see it yourself. I mean, um, um, my body just, I get flat. Like it just goes right through me. Okay. Let me ask you this question. When you're eating those, okay. In your depletion phase and in your carb up for that week, are you eating a lot of fats or no? Yes. Pretty much whatever meal. So you're still doing like, are you added fats or just like the fat from the steak or fat from whatever? I like I like peanut butter. <laughs> Holy like shit! So you're butter, almonds, uh, stuff like that, you know. So so your metabolism is crazy because you're adding fats plus eating a ton of carbs and you're not spilling over. Yeah. Holy shit! Okay, so what did you do for the Olympia that was different? All right, so now I'm gonna go back earlier this year. My body earlier this year, I didn't need as much food going into the show. I noticed that, like, I, I went instead of doing 500, 500, I was like at 300, and then when I was carving up for like the Arnold and and the uh, New York Pro, all I needed was, I was doing like eight meals and I was doing like 75 to 100 grams of carbs per meal. So I was like, I noticed, wow, I'm getting full, I'm holding and I don't need that much food. So I yeah. figured in my head, I thought, well, this is probably going to, you know, um, I'm, I'm, you know, my body's probably um, doesn't need as much food anymore. So I'm like, which is good. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I get less, that's better for me because I hate, like, usually I'm going to sleep with like, with a full stomach and, you know, you would think like, oh my God, like, this guy's full stomach is extended to go to bed, but yeah, yeah. then I wake up and cry. Um, so in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I was like, I don't want to eat all that food. And thank God that I didn't have to for those first two shows. Now going into this show, maybe because I pushed to be leaner. Yeah. So I'm like, I got, I got greedy. So I, you know, usually I compete at 250, 255. So when I saw my skin getting thinner and thinner and thinner, that looks awesome, baby. Um, when I saw my skin getting, I told myself what I normally do, usually I'm ready four weeks out. And once I'm ready, I just kind of hit a maintenance diet and I maintain, I bring up my calories and I hold it. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of doing that. I was like, I want to see how far I can, how, how ripped I can yeah. get. I, said, I know I have, I can get thin skin. I, I want to get that freaky condition that nobody brings on stage anymore. Yeah. I want to get inside out. Yes. Yeah. So two weeks out, I actually achieved that. I was already pretty much ready. My weight was still like 249, 248. So it was still not too low. You know, it was like, yeah. I was still like, you know, like the close. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, I just, that after two weeks, everything just went downhill. I started pushing that, that week. And then instead of, like I said, I did, like, instead of carving up and, you know, cruising in, my head, I'm thinking the longer I keep pushing, the thinner, uh. the thinner my skin is going to get, the harder I'm going to get. I took a video, like, Tuesday in the gym, and I saw, I was like, oh, my God, like, I look kind of like, like, I just looked You're really getting, getting string getting stringy. Yeah, so but I said, you know what? I'll be able to fill out. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna be fine. I, you know, I, I have a feeling that I'm gonna be fine. So, um, you know, I started. I was like, all right, I'm gonna start with ten meals. You know, 100 grams of carbs per meal, something like that, whatever. And um, I didn't notice till I got to Vegas. I landed. I was down to 237, which oh, I, haven't, I haven't seen those numbers since I was probably like <laughs> maybe 2011. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and it was like, I was like, oh my God. But I said, you know what? I'll be fine. I'll eat, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll grow into the show. Yeah. My metabolism would just rev. I ate. Yeah. I, ate, I would just, I, you know, like I didn't have like that pop, like the, I didn't have it anymore. So it was like, yeah. It was no matter how much food I ate. I mean, I even ate, I ate pizza, I ate burgers, I ate five guys. You know, my body was just not. Nothing was soaking up. And yeah, and nothing was soaking up, and you know, um, 
you know, it's uh, it's crazy. People always say like, why can't the pros get shredded? You just keep getting shredded, keep getting shredded, keep getting shredded. What the, what people don't understand is, the more you cut your calories and the longer you stay in that deficit, it's what happened to you is you start going backwards. And I bounced back up maybe a week after. Like I mean, I remember I was I started to come up for a Friday show Tuesday, so. You know, no. I think like Tuesday, the following Tuesday, after eating for a whole week, it's when I actually took a video and I was like, "Oh, look! Now this is the way I'm supposed to look." <laughs> um, and then, um, it, so when, when you were sorry, people, I just want to get like, just want to put this out there. So I got sure. like, like, like um, messages and all these people that, like, oh, you know, like talking like, you know, like a few people that just like they don't understand what we, you know, <laughs> I try something. This is something that I wanted to achieve. Like I put the look, maybe it didn't look the way I wanted to look on stage because I thought I would be fuller. Yeah. But I did something intentional. There's nothing backfired on me. The only yeah. thing that backfired was just me not being able to fill out. Yeah. You know. But you know, people don't understand. Like some of these people, no, a lot of people won't be able to have as a as a client. I just teamed up with AJ. Um, just letting um anybody know. But as a client, not not a lot of people will understand my metabolism because they're not used. I'm not I'm not the normal person. You know, it's like yeah. You just can't, you know, oh, I'm going to feed you, I'm going to feed you. You know, it's like my body, once it goes, it goes. I, it's not the yeah. first time it happened to me. Um, I've been that way before. I've been in that position before where you keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, and you think you're going to keep burning fat, and then all of a sudden you just start getting flatter and flatter and flatter. Yeah. And, and nothing you eat. Chad did that to me. I worked with Chad Nichols one year, and we ate, like, protein and fat pretty much the whole diet. It was, yeah. almost, it was almost a keto, but it was, like, super high protein. And um, when it came time to fill out, we did the same thing. We started on a Monday. But by the time I got to the stage, it just didn't, wasn't the same look. Like I had been flat for too long. Like my body just kept going. Yes. So when it came time to put it all back in, my body wasn't storing it in the muscle. It was just burning through it. Yeah. So I've been there. And it's like a horrible feeling because you think, okay, I'm just getting leaner and leaner and leaner. But then when you want shit to work, it's not, it's not there for you. Yeah, because I heard a few people like you know making a few comments. I'm like, oh, what? Like, guys, I just won two pro shows working by myself. Yeah, like I, I pretty much have a pretty decent track record. Like everybody doesn't matter who you work with. I see people work with, you know, Chris Osito, yeah. um, Neil Hill. Every every now and then, there's something that happens that is out of your control. It happens. Yeah. yeah. I reason I decided to work with AJ. Um, I don't know if you know who he is. Um, Who's AJ? Is that uh, Concrete? Yeah, cement. cement Cement, cement factory that's it um we are, we're on the same page we both like conditioning yeah. and i know that i gotta come in full and he's somebody who like me and him our chemistry connects yeah and because it's very hard for me to like sometimes work with some people because it's just because chemistry is not there yeah uh, our chemistry connects and i just need somebody like you know we need some like somebody that's gonna be there watch over me because sometimes yeah. now especially me having so much with my clients it gets hard like sometimes yeah. like I might push too hard. I, that's yeah. my part because I like to work. Yeah. So I'm a workhorse. And now if you leave it up to me, I'm like, I'll push too hard. Somebody just be like, hey, walk. Chill. You know? Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. I get it 100%. That's the best thing that happened to me with, uh, with John. When I started working with John Meadows, the best thing he did for me was say, calm down. Just yeah. slow down a bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I see what you did. You were, see, people always ask why, why we need a coach. Oh, you guys are professionals. Why do you need a coach? Because... From what you said to me, it sounds like you got to this place in your mind where you wanted to push so hard 
to reach a, a level that you thought was like above where you'd ever been before, but almost like you pushed a little too far. Exactly. And that's what, that's where a coach comes into play. Cause they can go, Hey, Hey, hey you don't need to go that far. You're yeah. already, you're already shredded. Yeah. And I think people don't get that when we're in our own head and you're two weeks out from a show and it's like, it's the Olympia, it's massive. You just, <laughs> it's just, it, you're in a place where you just want to go nuts. So you that's, know, you think about is like you're competing against the best. You yeah. want to be the best. And I know, you know, I mean, I know for a fact, if I would have brought my package, my fullness with, with the condition that I, that I always bring, I made a lot of improvements. I would have been in that top three, the top five. Yeah. Now, no disrespect to anybody who, who got there. Yeah. You know, I was, I was 15 pounds under on stage. Yeah. I didn't have my pop. I didn't have my fullness. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have my look. It wasn't me on stage. And that's why I'm doing um, other shows right now is because I want to bring my look to the stage before I shut it down. Yeah. And, and that's going to make me happy. This is more for myself. Well, it's kind of like you want to leave on a, you want to leave the season on a good note. Exactly. Instead of leaving on a, on a, on a bad note, but I wouldn't listen to anybody. So I want to ask you all this time you've been doing these shows. Have they all been in your own prep? Um, the last, since me and, me and Dave Palumbo worked together in 2000 till 2013 after that, um, I, I've been doing all my, my own prep. And only one time that I worked with somebody, which was um, with George Farah, was 2000. And that year that we competed was me, you, and Dad is backstage. Um, I mean, it was 2017. Yeah, 2017. I worked with yeah. George. I didn't get to finish my prep for him. It was actually, you know, pretty good because yeah. he's thick. And um, I'm the type of person, like, I don't like – like, I felt bad sending him check-ins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, me and George are really good friends. He's an amazing coach. Just, you know, and um, so I worked with him for like that, just for like those few months. And then he was sick. So then I decided to keep doing things on my own. Well, you've done a good job on your own. A lot of people, a lot of guys now don't have the confidence to do that. So you seem to figure it out your own body. So now you basically have AJ. Is that just, is literally just somebody to keep an eye on you or is he taking over everything? Oh, we're doing 50 50. So it's going to be, um, you know, I want him to have um, some say, you know, like it's uh, going to be a 50-50 relationship. Um, I'm going to take as much stress off his plate as possible. I know he has a lot of clients, so I'll write. I know pretty much kind of foods I like. I write it over. I send it to him. You know, mm -hmm. if he disagrees with something, have him, you know, whatever. But it's going to be a 50-50 relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, at least for now. You never know. Maybe I might give him full control at some point. You know, um, yeah. you know. I actually, I like his work. He's uh, and everything like when we sit down and talk he's we're on the same page smart smart guy and um what's his uh what's his philosophy is he a high carb high fat high like what is his thing he's like me There's, there is none he just works with the individual oh okay so he doesn't have like a strat like a type of diet he gives most people yeah like i know that i'm the type of person like i work with clients and it depends on the individual sometimes some people i might have to do no carbs some people might have high carbs it depends on the person and how they respond how many clients are you working with right now? I got a good amount. <laughs> how do you, let's say over, over 50? Yeah. So how do you prep for three shows in a year, especially one being the Olympia and have over 50 clients or over a hundred clients or however many you have? I'm a workaholic, man. I wake up in the morning, uh, really early. I get on my computer for a few hours before I do anything. And I'm pretty much on my computer all day. Like I get home from the gym for my first workout. I'm on a computer answering clients, going back and forth. That's one thing they'll tell you. I'm very um, attentive. Yeah. I have them come to my house, to meetings, to see them in person, the ones that live close by. Yeah. I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm 
a show doesn't, you know, like life goes on. Like we do, you know, we go to the gym and I train twice a day, but besides when I'm not training, I'm with spending time on my clients and my family. So that's uh, it's really, it's kind of interesting to me. So I tried the training twice a day thing. How long have you been training that way? Since I started in the beginning. Are you serious? Yeah. Like all the time. You don't take breaks from it. You're always at two times, twice a day. Twice a day. I love it. I love to train. I know. So do I, but I do it. And if like, if I do it, I burn out after like three or four weeks. I feel like I'm starting to get burned out. I start getting like nagging injuries and shit. Nah, I'm always feel good. Dude, you're like, you're crazy, man. I don't know how you fucking do that. So you do that. And then also your the eating is like insane. You don't gain any weight. Your waist stays small. How are you? You're like uh, built for this shit. <laughs> I think we all are in, in, in our own way, man. I've never seen a bad picture of you, man. <laughs> picture 300 pounds. You look good. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I just mean like, so how do you split up your, your two time a day training? Like how do you, are you hitting everything twice a week? Yes. I do everything twice a week. So you got kind of like a Ronnie Coleman style. Yeah. Okay. Are you, and you're, are both those workouts heavy? Um, I kind of do, I do a lot of volume. So my style of training is you could kind of say both workouts are heavy and not because I do, what I do is my first movement is always a compound movement. Mm. So I go heavy, but I superset everything. I don't know if you noticed watching my videos. Yeah, sometimes. I do, of, I do a lot of volume. So my first movement is a compound. Like I just go as heavy as I can. Then after that, my rest period gets really short. I see. The, exercise. So I'm kind of doing, even though I'm pushing as heavy as I can, I'm not getting to that. Like I don't believe in doing low reps. I'm, my reps are in the, at least eight to yeah. 15, you know, stuff like that. I'm, I'm like that too. Yeah. yeah, and I move really fast, so I do a lot of sets and reps, and that, for me, gives me a round, you know, thick muscle, and, um, you know, um, just the volume works, you know? like you see Okay, but what, but, but, but what I mean is, like, if you're doing an AM, PM workout, are they both the same? Um, not, the same not. not the same workout, but the same theme. Like, they're both heavy, they're both high volume. Yeah, it depends. Like, like uh, today I did back. Yeah. So, um, I did back, and I'm going to go back for shoulders. So, um, you know, I might... Uh, you know, I'll do shoulders as heavy as, as I can, yeah, for the wow. first, you know, exercise. And after that, it'll just be straight, moving faster pace and, you know, more moderate weight. And you're not burning out? No. I recover. I'm okay. I sleep good, too. I sleep eight hours a night. Well, you have to if you're training like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you uh, – how do you keep your weight – this is something I've always want to ask you. How are you keeping your waist small? And it seems to be getting smaller and smaller. What are you doing? Um, nothing that, not, like, I just started doing the vacuum this year because I wanted to bring it even, I wanted to make it even smaller. Yeah. But that was something I was like, I got in my head, I was like, I want to make my way smaller, so I started practicing the vacuum. But before that, it was just nothing. I think it was just, once I hit prep and just eating smaller meals compared to the, to the off-season, my waist just got smaller. I think it's more of a genetic thing because I didn't, I honestly don't do anything. Well, I think some of it's genetic, but you said you're doing a vacuum. Are you doing it, like, every day? I was doing it every day um, for this season, yeah, for, like, just um for getting ready for the New York, the Arnold, and then for the Olympia, I was practicing every morning, at least five days in the morning, at least five days a week. So okay, for somebody with a big waist, tell me, <laughs> tell me your your vacuum schedule. Like, what were you doing? When I wake up, are you doing? Morning, are you doing just over like leaning over the counter, pulling yeah. in your waist? Yeah. Wake yeah. up in the morning. That's possible. Yeah, do that for like ten minutes. I do a couple of sets. I do a couple of sets like that, then I do a couple of sets standing up. You know, okay. so, so how long are you holding the vacuum for? As long as I can, to like okay. I can't hold my breath anymore. And that would um, you know, at first, like when I first started doing, I couldn't do anything. 
Yeah. And after like a couple of weeks, then I started to pull in more. Then yeah. when I got good at it, and I started posting videos. <laughs> at first, don't get discouraged. At first, you're not going to be able to do it, you know? So it's like... That's what happens to me. I get discouraged because I practiced. Yeah. When I was getting ready for Toronto, I was practicing a lot. And I, was, I couldn't hold my, my stomach in for more than 10 seconds. Then yeah, it was like, first, yeah, but then it was like 15 March. seconds. Then it was like 20 seconds. Then it was like 25 seconds. But I still wasn't getting like the the concave like it wasn't going in so i'm like what the i'm like what's going on here like it's not so i got kind of discouraged yeah but you have to keep trying like it took me before i saw anything it took me like about a month before i started seeing something like like i was like oh wow i started to go in then like at six weeks of me practicing is when i started to like when it started to cave in a little then i ate it was like you know it took a while you know all right so so listen to Juan. don't get discouraged (laughs) um okay let me ask you this when you eat because i know you like to eat like i eat um when you eat is can you still do the vacuum in the morning um or 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 do you think like eating smaller meals helped you do it um when i eat when i eat i can still do the vacuum the next morning yeah but what if you have but the day after i eat i'm not gonna be able to do it meaning like if i eat now and then and if I eat a big meal now, like I say, one of those cheap meals, yeah, and I try to do it. No, right after no, I give myself a couple of hours to digest. I'll be able to do it. Okay, so if you have, do you ever schedule your cheap meals at night, or are they always during the day, or how do they work? When I my when I do my cheap meals, it's pretty much a cheat day, so I have a whole day of eating. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody hates you, man. You get away with everything. I don't know. <laughs> so your cheat day is still. How long have you been bodybuilding now? I started bodybuilding. Um, 2007. So you've been bodybuilding for 13 years and your metabolism has not slowed down. You're still have all, all day cheat days. When I first started, um, I was, when I first started, it was even worse. I used to have to cheat from starting from Friday afternoon all the way to, to Sunday. And I was still, I was still lose two pounds a week. So I would have <laughs> like glutton. So, know? okay. Tell, tell people, cause I know there's, I get messages from hard gainers all the time and it sounds like you're a hard gainer when you started. Yeah. So tell if you if you're talking to a hard gainer, what do you tell them? Like, how do you tell them to to have the patience? You just or, gotta you gotta eat, man. Like that's the thing. I'm even training clients and stuff like that. People they don't they're scared to eat. They don't want to eat. They're scared to lose their abs. You know, you gotta put on when you're trying to put on that weight. Does it, who cares about abs? You yeah. know, you just gotta eat a lot of food and you gotta train hard. You know, it's like I used to eat 12, 12 meals at one point and a lot. Like you know, my last meal before bed was a. Uh, um, like those Costco's burger that were like 800 calories each patty. And I was doing about two patties, like a double cheeseburger. I, yeah. so I, I, I eat those too. It used to be my last meal of the day at one point when I was doing 12, 12 meals, you know. I was doing eight solid meals and four shakes. That's insane, man. I've never done – the most I've ever done is seven, and I couldn't even keep that up. I don't know how you're yeah. doing. I don't know how you get 12 in. I was – I was just, I, I can't do that now, but I was – I mean, I'm glad I don't have to do that now, but – in the beginning, it was crazy because I, I was just, no matter how much I ate, my weight wouldn't budge. And it was funny because um, the gym that I started, when I first started, it, um, it was a gym like Victor was, Victor Martinez, and it was just a whole bunch of bodybuilders. Yeah. And they would just, be there all day because I was a trainer. And they would see me just, I lived at McDonald's. And that was all <laughs> I ate. And they would like, tell me, let me see your abs. And at any point in a given day, I would show them my abs. And I had abs and baby and, <laughs> and like all I ate was McDonald's. Jesus. And um, as a freak, and I need you know I needed to put on weight. 
then I started going more on the clean route, you know, as yeah. we, as older we get, you know, we, we want to be healthy and make sure that, you know, like eating McDonald's every day is not healthy, especially when you're doing it, yeah. you know, every so day. So let me ask you this. Was there a point when you started, what was your weight when you started? Like when you started lifting weights, what, how much did you weigh? Like 160, 165 pounds at, you know, my height, which is, you know, pretty skinny. So when you started lifting and you started to put on weight, was there a period where you got discouraged and you're like, I don't think like my genetics can, like my genetics aren't for this? I, just, I believe in myself since day one. <laughs> I think I believe in myself more then than I did than I do now. I have like, you know, I just started working out and I was just like, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get big. I was like, I looked at I read all the books and I read all the you know, I, I took nutrition and all that and I was like, all right, this is what you gotta do and this is what I can't. I didn't know that it was a genetic thing. Yeah. So I you know, I was like, All right, this is what I gotta do and I was you know, you know, uh, two grams a pound, two grams, I mean, uh, uh, 1.5 grams of protein per body weight, 0.5 grams fats per body weight uh, for to, to bulk two to three grams of carbs per body yeah. weight. So, you know, I, I did all that in the beginning. I remember and it was just like, so that was you your, know, was so, yeah, that was your, that was your recipe. You just, you just followed that and you're like, I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. And you didn't hit a point where you were like, I don't think I can get as big as those guys. You just didn't ever think that. I never thought I could get as big as I am now. I just was, I was, I was aiming for more like the aesthetic because since I was an ectomorph, yeah. I thought I was going to be one of the smaller bodybuilders. Okay. So I, I believe I can get there. I just didn't think I'd be able to, like now I'm, you know, I'm a hybrid. I can, you know, you see me yeah. on stage, I can be a pretty big guy, you yeah. know, even though there's that joy, I wasn't, but um, yeah. you know, I, I got the mass, I got the aesthetics. Yeah. At first I didn't think I could be this big. Like I remember looking at Victor, you know, um, and I was like, oh, my God, like, he, I would never be able to be that big. He's so big. I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I, but that's why I say that, because if you're working at Bev's, I'm thinking you got to see Victor walking around there, or maybe you see Kai walking around there, or all the different pros that come in for photo shoots. And I ever wonder, is that discouraging or is that motivating? That was motivating to me. I, I you know, I looked up in respect. Like, I would never got discouraged. I, I just, I was always like, wow, I'm pretty impressed. I'm like, and I just, I was a hard trainer from day one. I, you know, I trained my ass off really heavy. And, you know, since I actually used to be stronger then when I was lighter yeah. than I am now. So, so I, I, I see that you have like a lot of family and you guys seem like you're pretty close. I can see that through your Instagram. Yeah. Bella, come here. Come say hi. <laughs> come say hi. Check, check us out. Now. Hi. Quiz, show me muscle. Hi. Oh, <laughs> those are some big muscles. <laughs> How old are you? Three. You're three? She's almost ready to start working out. I already work out. I already work out. You already work out. Do you work out with daddy? Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. So we're going to win the competition, right? Uh-huh. When's your, when's your competition? I don't know. <laughs> She's adorable. Thank you. Go have some fun. Um... Well, I want to ask you about your daughter in a minute, but I want to get, I wanted to, I was, I met more your uh, immediate family. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I got one brother. I got no sisters. My mom, my it, dad. Are they all cousins? Are there a lot of cousins in your yeah. photos? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What does your family think of what you do? That's all I want to ask you. They're very supportive. They think this is awesome. They, to them, it's like they get amazed. Yeah. And they never I'm, thought. I would take two seconds. Real quick, I just got to pee real quick. Yeah, yeah, go. So while he's taking a pee, I just want to say this is uh, 
I I didn't realize he he was that light when he started. So those guys, those of you out there that are listening, that are like, oh, I can never be a pro, or I can never be that big, or I can't I can't eat all that food. That's what it takes. I mean, you heard him. Twelve meals a day is um, that's somebody who has a desire, and with the desire, he's just didn't want refuse to kind of say no to himself, you know. So I just put a post up on Instagram today about genetics and how people use that as a as a, an excuse sometimes and Juan's a perfect example he could have easily used the excuse that oh that's not my genetics it's not my size that you know I'm not meant to be that big but you know if you want something you can make it happen and uh I don't think Juan's genetics were made for bodybuilding but he decided that's what he wanted so I was giving him a little speech as to, to for all the hard gainers out there that want to quit <laughs> yeah, you, you can't quit, man. I mean, you just gotta keep going. Um, you gotta have that. I'm I'm a big believer, like you know, we listen to Kai and stuff like that. Like you, you, your dreams, you make them reality. The thing is, a lot of people, and I see it every day. A lot of people want, yeah. and they say more, you know, vocally. They say, "I want this. I want to do this," yeah. but their actions don't show it. Yeah, you know, like if you want something, this is something that's really takes a lot of time very time consuming and you have to be very dedicated. Like yeah. this is 365 days a year for me. This is what I do. I yeah. eat, sleep, I train. And of course I have a lot of other things in life that I do, but I don't stop. This is even when we go on vacations, like, you know, we go to Disney world. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to miss out on the, on, on the vacation. So what do I do? I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I yeah. go to the gym at six. I'm back before they wake up. And then we enjoy Disney world for the whole day. So yeah, yeah. I might be sleeping four hours, but, I decide because I want to, you know, this is a lifestyle for me. Yeah. It's like I tell, I tell people all the time. It's like, there's a little clock in the back of your head. Even if there's like, everything's going on around in front of you, there's still this little clock in the back of your head. That's like, it's almost time to eat. It's almost time to grab a meal. It's almost time to, it's like, it's always running. Like it doesn't ever like, no matter what I'm doing, somehow I'm always checking the time to see like, is it almost time to eat? How long would I eat? Is it, I got to make a meal, this and that. Those things are always there. And, but you see, like I said, with these people that they say they want, but they like it takes six months off the gym, or they don't have their food. They always have an excuse. Well, I was here, so I couldn't eat my meal. You can always make something happen. I've I've yeah. been in every situation. It's yeah. up to you. You can make it happen. You know, yeah. but you know, it's up to you if you how bad you want it. You yeah, know, you, no. don't, you don't miss workouts. It's all up to you. But yeah. people make excuses to, to stop. So that's why I say it's like people's actions they you know they sometimes they say things but their actions are not showing it so yeah. if you're if you say you know anything and your actions not it's not going to happen this is yeah. something you want results you have to do it consistently yeah. you know well i've 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 run into people at expos that are like man i want to be as big as you are and i'm like okay what are you eating and they'll tell me they're eating like four egg whites for breakfast and like yeah. a piece yeah. of toast and i'm like you're eating like a bikini girl diet man and when you tell them what they're supposed to be eating like, well, I can't eat that much. And I'm like, well, I can't help you. I, I can't help you. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I was saying when you, when you went to the washroom is I was telling people like you, instead of saying, that's why I asked you if you got discouraged. Cause a lot of kids with their like 160 pounds would see me and think, well, I can never be that big. But instead you just forced yourself to eat 12 meals a day and make yourself get to the size you are. Like you, you beat your genetics. Your genetics aren't made for you to be, 250 pounds of muscle but you decided this is what i'm going to do you know but most people don't have that 
uh, don't have that in them. They would just say, no, no, it's not my genetics. I can't do it. Yeah. So um, yeah. I want to ask you, so your daughter's three years old. Yes. How has life and bodybuilding changed since you had your daughter? It changed everything. I mean, uh, um, it's just in such a positive way. I mean, I, you know, now we do family vacation. I mean, now that we did it, we kind of did all, like we went to DR, but it's different. Like now we yeah. kind of go like this, we're going to Disney World after the, um, this next show. It's like, and I look forward to it, but it's just, our happiness is everything. And um, uh, it's just, I don't know, it changed so much better way. And you think about you, everything you do is it's, it's to make sure that she's happy. And you think about what thing you do also is to be in, in the, in, in, in the right, you want to be around in 20, 30 years, you know, so you yeah. don't, you know, you're not careless or reckless, you, everything, you know, it's done right. What, uh, what do you, is it affect you at all when you're dieting, when you're, if your daughter's like super high energy or if she wants to have a snack or she wants to have ice cream or does that affect you in any way or you just power through it? Well, the food doesn't bother me at all. I can, I can be around food all the time. That's, I don't, you know, my wife has her cookie business and uh, oh, that's right. That, I don't have a problem with food. Like I can, people can eat pizza in front of me, ice cream, and it doesn't uh, bother me at all. How do you do that? Because you're like, because it's crazy. Because you're kind of a food guy, aren't you? Like you love eating. Like, well, I, people, that's a misconception. I I eat a lot of food because I have to. I could care less. I don't really ever have an appetite. So you're not a food guy. I like food, but I like certain foods. But I don't care. Like I'm not like doesn't really matter. Like it's like. Uh, I have so, certain things that I like to eat. Like, I like ice cream, you know, so if you're di- So, wait a sec. So, if you're dieting and I say, hey, Juan, I want to go grab a burger at Five Guys, you don't care? You just come with me and I can get a burger and you'll sit there with... Yeah, it won't bother me. <laughs> I can't do that, man. If I'm dieting, that's everything's got to be out of the house. Yeah. I, can't, I can't see it. I can't be around it. None of that. Yeah, my... Yeah. I mean, it's it's my choice, but it doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't tempt me. Like I, I it's not even a self control issue. Like I don't. It doesn't tempt me. I, it doesn't bother me. I, like I, it's just not even something that tempts me at all. I how, don't know how often? Like, do you, you know, everybody. How often do I what? How often do you have cheat meals? Like when you're prepping. My refeed is once a week. I have the yeah. Like, do you think Sunday. that? Do you think that helps you with your temptation, or do you think it's you just wouldn't have the temptation anyway? I um I think it helps with the temptation because I I feel for that one day I'm normal and then I kind of like hate food again I hate food after that for like <laughs> for, for, for a week and I'm like oh man I was like and then after you know like I'm like all right I get to enjoy what I eat I couldn't eat what I wanted to eat every day I like I would feel like crap and yeah I hate feeling like crap and my stomach would be bothering me so I couldn't do that like I used to but I was younger my body's different now that I'm older like I just wouldn't yeah, no. be able to you know like yeah i noticed that too man after i hit like 35 my body just didn't process things the same way it doesn't yeah so what do you you mentioned health what are you doing are you doing let me ask you this a little bit touch your subject and if you don't want to get into it we don't have to but if you're you're talking about health automatically people are going to think about gear or whatever and i want to ask you do you lessen the amounts do you not do things that you like as often or do you take more breaks or i don't i don't, I don't get into that subject just because you know like it's just something like i uh 
I don't want to touch it, but I do. If you know, like, like, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to get. We into don't. It, we don't I, have to get into it. We don't have to get into it. Let me ask you this then: What are you doing? Let me ask you this. We don't have to mention. I'll edit that part out. Let me. Let me ask you this: What are you doing to prolong your career? How are you? How are you? Like, when do you see yourself retiring from bodybuilding? I'm gonna try to be like a Dexter and just kind of. <laughs> You're gonna say that. Um, I love bodybuilding, but um, at the end yeah. of the day, I do see the doctor at least three, four times a year. Um, check my blood work, make sure everything's good. I take, you know, um, take supplements, you know, like kidney, Tudka. I mean, you know. Uh, oh, is that the revive? Is that the revive brand? Yeah. Um, so I, I I take a lot of health supplement like you know like I, I take a lot of make sure a lot of things to keep me healthy i do all yeah. the right things yeah i detox you know i do detox every year yeah uh you know like and i and now that i'm older I actually six days a week i actually eat pretty good i give myself that one day a week yeah. but i do eat really really well because i want to make sure that everything's you know i feed my body you know healthy foods yeah. and I cut down, you know, my red meat as much as like, I used to eat a lot of red meat. Yeah. Cut down that. Just everything, you, just to, you know. Well, let me let me ask you this. So you, when you were younger, or when I'll say this, when I was younger, I used to focus more on the macronutrients only. I wanted to get my rice, my potatoes, my chicken, my steak. And I noticed as I've gotten older, I would try and focus a little bit more on the micronutrients. So I try and get things like spinach and avocado and stuff like that. Is that one of the ways you're trying to get yourself healthier? Or is that come into your diet? Yes, I do a lot of healthy fats. I don't do a lot of avocados, but I do a lot of like mac oil. Like I eat, uh, yeah. I have a lot of healthy fats in my diet. Yeah. Uh, I don't do greens, but I do like supplements with, you know, with greens and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, not a big green guy, but I do like eat like, you know, pretty much in a healthy manner. And I do consume healthy fats and yeah. you know, just healthier foods what's on the uh what's on the agenda for next year so you're doing south korea is it yeah so you're doing south we korea me and my wife were talking besides south korea um when we qualify because we will qualify <laughs> yeah of course oh it's me and nathan but uh, uh nathan's competing you know um um well it's not me and nathan it's actually a whole there's like seven other people good competitors i don't want to down downplay anybody yeah um um so maybe if we, you know we're thinking about something i've never done before i mean um you know i think my wife thinks it's a good strategy and I, you know you got to listen to your wife sometimes you know like oh they so are a lot smaller than we are. So, so your um, goal so your goal is to co- compete at the show win qualify for the olympia and then take the year off yeah i think that's what you know that's what we're gonna do you know it's um my wife, I, it was up to me. At first, I was like, oh, I'm going to just go back to Brazil, New York Pro. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. My wife's like, I think that, um, it's like you're always, she's like, you're always at your first shows. You always come in and you come in looking, you know, like in pain. And then after that, sometimes even though, like, I feel good, she's like, sometimes you, like, you start messing things up. It's like, yeah. how about we just go nail for the shoot, you know, and bank everything in the Olympia. And I was like, yeah. Um, I was like, I was kind of giving her a little bit like, I don't know. I like my, my Brazil in New York. (laughs) And, you know, and she was like, listen, and I, the thing is like, you know, then a few things make sense. Like if I do that, I have more time to spend with the family, you know, like kind of dedicate more time and still do my training and everything, but be 
you know, it's still like when you're in prep is different. You could be home yeah. and everything, but you're in a different mentality. Um, yeah. So, you know, and I think, if, you know, I think that's probably going to be the plan, you know, just, you know, go straight to the, and then they got shows right after. So if I want to keep competing and do a few yeah. shows, you know. So how, um, I don't think, I think that's a good strategy, actually. If you come in fresh, it might be a lot. I know you don't mind competing and you seem like you do it pretty easily, but a fresh Juan Morel is pretty dangerous. So yeah. it's a good strategy for sure. But um, I want to ask how long, how long have you been with your wife? Oh, we've been together since 2011 and we got married 2012. Is she always, is she like a major part of your career or she just kind of advise you here and there? She's a major part. Like she, I, there's nothing in life that I do not do about consulting or talking to her about. Like she, yeah. she you know, um, she's actually like, she's changed me a lot, like in a good way. Like, you know, I was a little hothead before and, you know, she's definitely, um, she's grounded me a lot and she's, you know, like she's made me very happy and just yeah. changed a lot of my life in a very positive way. And like yeah. I said, even gave me this beautiful baby, which, you know, makes everything like she's an amazing woman. Yeah. I'm not just saying that cause she's here. Like <laughs> she's, um, <laughs> she's, she's, uh, like she's my backbone. Like that's why I'm always with her. Like you know how most you see me at every show everywhere. Yeah, yeah. She's with me. You know, it's just. No, I get it. I get it. I'm the same way. And I actually was like you too. I was. Well, you don't realize how much that like they help until later because I didn't realize how much I've changed. Yeah. Until I think back to like early in my career, like I maybe wouldn't message people back, or I wouldn't answer all my emails, or I would be like I would ignore things, and I just she made me more professional. She came along. She's, she's like, look, you're not just getting on stage. You're not a fucking meathead. This is like, excuse my language. Sorry. But she's like, you're not just a meathead. You're right. You're a business. You're, this is your people look up to you. People respect you. You can't just like, so she would lecture me from time to time. I was, that was the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And at, at first I would fight her on it. I'm like, Oh, you know what you're talking about, whatever. But she just kept drilling it in my head. And now I look back and I'm like, she changed me without even knowing. Like, I didn't even realize she was changing me, but she did. That's the same way. Like, yeah. I didn't even know. I was like, it would just happen and just find myself to be more professional and yeah. carry myself in a better in a, in a better manner, you know? So. Yeah. I fought her on it, though, man. I wasn't, trying, I, wasn't trying to ch- I wasn't trying to change. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. But they do know what they're talking about, man. They see things in a different way. Yeah. And uh, I'm the same way. I, I'm with her all the time. I think people don't realize that, that like your show decisions, like who you're going to pick for your coach, who you're going to like, what you're going to eat, like how you're going to do things. Like my wife has a lot to do with that stuff. And I don't yeah. think, I don't think people realize that we look to them for guidance, even if they're not coaches or bodybuilders themselves, you know? Yeah. I guess we're lucky to have good wife and supportive because I hear, you know, you hear people talk all the time and they don't have, and I'm like, well, you know, my wife's not like that. And I'm just, yeah fortunate and you know like I guess I mean I we could probably say we just didn't settle and we picked somebody who actually yeah. worked good for us and somebody we actually enjoyed being with and spending time with um yeah. but um you know I mean I'm very very fortunate like I honestly I wake up every morning and I thank God I'm like I'm yeah. so grateful because I'm grateful for having my family you know everything I got you know and it's like it's um it's a blessing you know and like um like I think every day that we wake up is a, it's just, a, you know, it's, it's, it's positive. Like you hear people complaining about everything. I'm like, what are you complaining about? Like you're here, yeah. you know, make the best of it. Like there's no sense of complaining. Just 
you know, move on and try to make your life, make, try to make your life better, you know, better. Like if you're always thinking positive, positive things are going to happen. If you think negative, you're always going to attract negativity. Well, I think the thing is with, with like Instagram and social media, you see people posting things and it makes you feel like maybe you're not doing enough. Maybe you don't have enough and you start focusing on the things you don't have. Yeah. So explain to people, because I, I like your mindset a lot, and I, I find myself, I fall into a negativity sometimes. I've learned to be better recently, but I I used to be more like that before. Explain, yeah. to, explain to people how you stay so positive and stay so focused and stay so, like, driven. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I would guess, I mean, in me, it just I always think that life is – a gift, meaning like, you know, like you see people die, you know, like it, some one day people are here and the next day they're gone. And you think about it, it's like sometimes people want to focus so much, like I want this, 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 or or, or materialistic stuff. Your life can be taken away any given moment. And guess what happens to all that? That means nothing. Can I ask you, can I interrupt you for one second? Sorry, I just want to ask you a question because it sounds to me like, have you gone through anything yourself that was like, traumatic or do you just have friends that maybe did because it seems like you have a a more enlightened look on life than the average person um well i i mean i guess you know it's a i had a i had, I had a rough upbringing so yes i you know I've, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life and um i've been in situations where my life has been you know in 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 in, in, in you know been in pause for a long time yeah so uh yeah, and you know, and it, I guess that made me appreciate everything and appreciate everything I have. You know, it's like, you know, it's just it is what it is. You know, sometimes so, you have to do stuff and in order to make you a better person in life. Do you think people have it too easy now? Maybe that's why they complain so much. People definitely have it too easy. You know, <laughs> with social media, you know, like especially these kids now. I mean, like they just, you know, like. They got it so easy. Like, you know, like we talk about New York. I grew up in the borderline between Brooklyn, Queens. It was like the ghetto. And you talk about like, you know, before you had, you couldn't just say anything. And you, you had to watch what you said to me. You always had to show respect. Yeah. These, these kids now, they're very disrespectful. Like, and, and now, like back then, like you get an ass whooping. It, you know, like yeah. you get in, now it's like everything yeah. is so different. Like you touch somebody, it's like, so it's a whole different world. And, you know, not saying that it was right then, but it's just now, you know, people don't have that sense of like, wow, this can happen, you know, and they yeah. think they can get everything. So you're just, you just trained your brain to not focus on the negativity and just focus on it. Like I tell my wife all the time, sometimes if I put a video up or I put something on Instagram, you know how there's always like one or two trolls or something that say something that's negative. Yeah. But sometimes she'll focus on those people. And I'm like, look, I have a hundred comments here and out of a hundred, 98 of them are good people. Yeah. So I've kind of like trained myself to focus on those 98. So is that how, is that one of the ways like you just kind of focus on the positivity and don't worry about the negative stuff? Yeah, pretty much. You know I mean? I, I think, yeah, because you know, like I try not to entertain the negativity or I try not to, you know, like exactly just like that. Like, you know, cause the thing is, you know, a lot of people thrive on it and they just forget about Instagram just in general in life. It's like, like I know things happen and I know that you can't control it. So the whole thing is when a, a negative situation happens and if, you know, like 
there's no sense sometimes in just beating yourself in the head over something you can't control. Like, yeah, for the set, for a little second, they're like, oh, my God. But you have to get up and move on because the thing is, if you can't control it, there's no sense of doing that. It's only going to yeah. put you in a worse situation or worse, you know. You so, just got to, like, you know. But. So I have, a, I have a, actually a perfect example for this. So you do the Olympia, and you're not, you don't look the way you want to look. You don't place where you want to place. How does Juan Morel wake up the next morning? Like, what, what, did, what goes through your head? This Olympia, to be honest, I woke up and I was like, all right, we got to go do, I had to go answer my, my client's emails. Yeah. I had a, I, I was, I was in a different place, man. I knew that I, I, I wasn't upset because I, w- I, I was more like, damn, I just lost an opportunity because I know yeah. what if everything would have, if I would have came looking the way I would have placed very, very high. Yeah. But I was at the end of the day, I was like, there's nothing I can do to control that. It happened. I'm yeah. here with people I love. So we went out to dinner, enjoyed dinner. The next morning, um, I answered emails and I went and I did my photo shoots. I had two photo shoots. Yeah. And I was just in a really positive, like, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, I, I learned from this. I know that I won't, yeah. it won't happen again. And yeah. um, um, we kind of just sat there and, and then like decided Tuesday when we came back from Vegas, like, hey, let's, let's look, see what other shows they got. And um, especially so my body was like feeling back out, looking nice. Yeah. My wife was like, hey, um, let me get on the calendar. She kind of pushed me. I like, she knows I like to compete because I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to add like, you know, she didn't want me to. Like I, my wife was like, oh, when she said that, I was like, oh, yes. You know, because I didn't want to like, <laughs> you know, like, like I want to do another show. You know, yeah. like I don't want to like, and she's like, you know, let's see, you know, what they got, in, you know, what, what shows they got. I was like, all right, you got a lot of commitments going on this month, but this, this month they got this show right here. You got nothing going on. Yeah. I, was, I was like, I was like, all right, let's do it. So I think that's pretty cool, man. It's pretty awesome that your wife is uh, that supportive. Who does the cooking in the house? You or her? I actually like to cook because I, I like to cook. <laughs> I can hear I her laughing. <laughs> but she bakes cookies. <laughs> she does the she does the cookies. You do the rest. Yeah, that's kind of how it is in my house. Except my wife doesn't make cookies either. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, What's Juan Morel's five-year plan? I know you want to compete forever, but what is like? Do you have a goal like in your other? Than, is it just your goals to win Mr. Olympia, or do you have a goal that you want to reach other than that? You know what? Prior to going into the show, my goal was top three, top five. That was always my goal. I told my wife, I, I got this. My whole mindset just changed after this Olympia, and I know I placed 14, but I'm like, I work too damn hard to be training for second or third. I'm yeah. tired of thinking. Like, why am I? Why am I? Why am I? Why am I um, um, limiting myself? And that's—I swear to God, this is something that's brand new that I just—it was like three days ago. I can show you the text yeah. that I wrote my wife. It's like I trained too hard to be. I never thought like in my head I was like, 30, 30, I, uh, I just want to. I just want to get top three, top five in the Olympia. And I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. I feel that I have. I've trained hard with a good, making just improvements and making the right improvements. There's nothing that. Anybody in that stage has that I don't have. I can yeah. once I put on, you know, I'm, I'm going to train to win. Yes. So you know, I, mean, I three two, 2015, you know, like um, when I won the New York Pro and I competed in, in, in South Africa, me Brandon was standing next to each other. I beat yeah. Brandon, and now he's a different person. Why can't I be a different person? Yeah, yeah. you know, no, it's I like, agree with you. So it's yeah. like if the biggest step to what you're saying is actually saying it and believing it. And I know that sounds yeah. really. No, that sounds really cheesy to people. I know, I know, you got to believe in yourself, but like, <laughs> we're gonna win it in two weeks, okay? 
They're going to come in two weeks. You're going to still have them. <laughs> She's adorable. Thank you. Uh, um, but no. Look at her face full of chocolate. Well, you're eating chocolate right now? What'd you eat? Chocolate, chocolate cookies? I'm jealous. I, I, I'm going to have some chocolate cookies now. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, I want to ask you. So what I was saying before was, I think, I don't think people realize actually saying that what you just said is such a big step for bodybuilders. Cause like, I've never said like, I want to win the Olympia. I've never said that to myself. You know it's what I mean? First like, time. It's yeah, the first time. It's the first interview I've ever said it. So it's the first time I've I said it outside of me telling my wife two days ago. <laughs> but do you still, was it one of, was it a moment of like, you're really happy or do you still feel that way? You're still like, no, that's my goal now. I feel that way. Cause I was in the gym training and I'm like, I'm just training in, in my head. Like I, I was just having a conversation with myself in my head and I'm just training, you know, and I'm, I train pretty hard. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I'm pretty sure we, a lot of us do. And then I'm just in my head. I'm like, why am I always training for second or third? Like, seriously, that's what I was training for. It's like, why am I training for third place at the Olympics? Like, why? Started thinking in my head, I was like, I competed against every single body on this stage. And, you know, like, I always believe anybody's beatable. It's like, there's no person on here that's not beatable besides Phil Heath. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I'm not training for second or third anymore. I was like, I'm training to win. If it happens, it happens. That's what I'm going to train for. From now on, I'm not going to be afraid to say it. If somebody goes, hey, you will win the Olympia one day, it's like, you know what? You're damn right I will. And That's if it, it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But at least I'm gonna aim for it, and then and yeah. at least aiming for that, maybe I might, maybe I might not win it, but maybe I'll get second place, and maybe I might. Who but, knows? But the thing is, what I'm, what I think is, aiming for it will make you a better bodybuilder, because you'll be, you'll be less complacent. Having that goal is gonna make you work that much harder. So yeah, and that's my plan. Is after this show, when I get back to work, I mean, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna. You know, every year I've, I've always gotten better, but I'm gonna just make a drastic change this off season. I'm gonna just uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year, 2020. Do you, do you are you gonna change something in your plan that you think, like in your program, or are you just do you think you're just gonna train harder? I'm gonna go back to old school to put on a lot of weight. I'm gonna put on some <laughs> you know, eat a lot of food. You yeah. know how it is. You want to yeah. grow, you gotta eat. Last few years, I mean, I've been eating, but now I haven't been feeding myself as big as much as I'm gonna. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna train hard. The volume training has helped me a lot, especially with my with my legs. Yeah. But eat a lot of food, train a lot of volume, and 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 it's gonna just gonna create a monster. All right, I want to bring you back on halfway through your off season so we can discuss what your new plan is. Sounds good. But before uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you uh, who is your main competition in Korea. On paper, it's yeah. Nathan. Nathan on paper. Have you beaten Nathan before? Yes. In 2016, we competed at the New York Pro. Yeah. I was ahead of him. Um, but at the New York Pro last year, we competed against each other. He beat me by two points. So where do you think you're going to land this year? Do you think you can beat him? Do I think I'm going to beat him? Yeah. I, I definitely think I'm going to beat him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I seen it in the- no, 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 no. I bet you ask him, he's going he's to feel the same way. Of course you know? he is. So uh, of course he is. I respect him as a and I respect him as, like, I, I like what he posts with his kids. He's also very, very, yeah. um, like, he's, you can see he's a good family person. Um, yeah. I feel that um, I'm going to bring a better package than he will at the show. 
Well, uh, listen, yeah. I know I know it's not disrespectful, <laughs> man. It's like no one flies to Korea all the way from here to Korea unless they think they can win. So it's not disrespectful. It's just what what it is. So yeah. Um, okay, Juan. I wish you luck, dude. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you forever. I know you got family around, and you want. I gotta go eat. <laughs> I know. I appreciate you coming on. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up in a few months when you're in mid off season. See what what's going on. Sounds good, man. And it was a great interview. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having cool. me on. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right, brother. All right. Take it Peace easy. Yeah.